So I think Toby Young thinks that, uh, it's, you know, well, if, if I'm a fancy person, I have to wake up and cue up the Masterpiece Theater soundtrack before I tuck into a breakfast of, of you know, some, some quail's eggs and caviar. Well, I say, yes, you know, this, this is clearly <laughs> what, what he believes, um, which is, is, is interesting uh, and very telling and very, uh, very fun. Uh, mostly people are just um, listening to terrible music that's not techno, which to me is everything that's not techno. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll close it out. Uh, the main benefit of being cast out of public life is I get to spend more time with my family. Maybe it's because they're a bit older now, but my main, my main mode of communication with people I love is banter. Endless Mickey taking. When my kids were 5, 6, 8, and 10, this didn't always go down so well. I would end up crossing the line, in Caroline's words, and someone would run out of the room in tears. But now there is no line. Every mealtime is a festival of coruscating badinage, and boy, are they rude to me. <laughs> I've never actually eaten coruscating badinage. What does it taste like? <laughs> this, 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 this really is starting to sound like actually it's better when that dude fucks my yeah, wife. I'm sorry, my, but I mean it's just... my my ki- my kids call me a bald asshole. Um, I used to try to be really mean to them, but now they just they do the floss dance, and I get really offended at the table. But it's just banter. We're just a friendly family. We're just a friendly normal family. I love the that family, everyone hates I me. I used to dislike it. I used to dislike it when that guy fucked my wife, but now I've realized that he does it with such coruscating badinage that I can't really be mad. And in fact, it's good. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it, it turns me on to a vertiginous extent. <laughs> uh, this is this, these are all the words. These are all the words I say while I listen to Beethoven. Yeah. So I, I love. He's either this is a guy who spent like the first years of his kids' lives just being like, like looking at his ki- his kid in a diaper, like, oh, you're going to wear that to the table. You're a disgrace. <laughs> Well, I love the idea that he's like, uh, I spent my, my, my ch- children's formative years trying to own them with logic and mean jokes, which made them cry. And now they just rolled my eyes and call me doo-doo ass and walk out of the room. And I'm owned. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. What is this tremendous power that the teens have developed? No, we're friends. We're friends, he's okay? We're all friends. We all love each other. It's coruscating badinage. <laughs> <laughs> he's the darkest timeline drill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's, we've, we've solved Toby Young. He's British drill. <laughs> I thought Phil Greaves was British drill, but I guess they're they are they are gradations of one another. Indeed, my my uh, kids anyway, call me a cock the- and storm out of the room. Whatever I say, eating my own turds. <laughs> this is this. So this is Toby Young. Merry Christmas from the associate editor at the Spectator, who doesn't know how he's going to make ends meet. Apparently, this is gr- this is wonderful. It's that's why I love the way Toby Young writes. He's just he is so he has such a white knuckled grip on his own view of himself. And he's not able to conceive of a world that exists outside of his own head. I genuinely think he might be a full solipsist. He might not think anyone else actually exists. It's like, you might, you might be owned with logic, but if you cover Toby Young's eyes with your hands, he'll just be like, well, wow, the world ceased to exist. Yeah, he, is, he's, he lacks object permanence. He's just sort of, he's, he's frantic forward motion. He's an engine powered by resentment. And he just keeps going and going and going because he has to show all the people he hates. He believes that people external to him exist, but only insofar as they restrict his social calendar. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to some questions, guys? Yeah, let's do some, it. Some listener questions. Uh, so the first question is going to be that we're going to keep this one factual. Uh, what is the origin story of how you guys met? Well, I'm the last one yeah. to join, so I should probably go last. <laughs> so... Um, 
I kind of had the an idea uh, a while ago that I wanted to do a podcast because I was really tired of doing stand up because the like low level stand up in London sucks. Like it sucks to do um, because everyone not anymore. Thanks, thanks, f- thanks to the boys at the Trigonometry podcast, oh, things God. have gotten so much better. Um, and so Milo, I. I knew from comedy and I just messaged him one day and I said, uh, how do you feel about doing a podcast? <laughs> and I had literally nothing better to do, a state of affairs which has not changed. <laughs> so it was you, me, and Charlie Palmer initially, who has come back to guest in the occasional episode. Yeah, Pouring one out we, for our we, boy. We stand a legend. Uh, Charlie Palmer, of course, has been publicly shamed. He's lost a lot of weight. He's spending time with his family, but he's worried Jeremy Corbyn's going to take his house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, so uh, Milo, why don't you take it from here? Uh, Yeah. So then we, we started, we started recording this podcast. I remember the fateful day back when Riley used to live in that weird American psycho flat with the red felt pool table. (laughs) And, uh, me, Riley, and Charlie Palmer got together and recorded episode one of Trash Future, which was about a dripping custard vape juice. <laughs> um, an episode we all remember well. <laughs> damn, uh, it was really bad back then, but it's really good now. Well, maybe it's pretty good. Um, damn, yeah. things change. Seasons change. And then we got Shit. Hussein to come on as a guest uh, because Charlie was sort of had a, a real job and wasn't able to do it as much. Um. And Hussein, uh, what 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 happened when you came on? I came on as a guest, so I remember I was doing a piece. I had just started working for the magazine. I was doing a piece about midlife crises or quarter life crises, and what happened? No, it was about quarter life crises and what happens when like you end up in like shitty corporate jobs and you're sort of stuck there. And I think you DM'd me <laughs> like, when I put a Twitter call out for this. And somehow it ended up with, do you want to come on the show? And like, I canceled a couple of times, but then we did it and it was really fun. And like, I think at the time I was also going through a quarter life crisis of sorts where it was like, oh, there's like so much weird shit that's going on. And all I do is like listen to Chapo Trap House on the, on the, on this, on, 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 uh, on the Southeastern rail line. Um, so I think that's kind of how I was like, oh, maybe, maybe like, we can try build some things in that tradition, but not quite. That's, that's, that's the romantic story. I think the real story is that like, I was just bored out of my mind and I really had like nothing else to do. Hussein came on as a guest to be like the smart person. And then we broke his brain and he had to stay because nowhere else yeah. would take him. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to come on as a smart person. And then like, I, and I'm also the one who, did, do, who, who, who openly talks about Yu-Gi-Oh! Dragon Dicks when we actually do have smart people on the show. So um, I don't know what that says. About, I, don't know, I don't know what that says about this show and the impacts that it has on people's brains. But maybe Toby Young can investigate it. I don't know. It says a lot about society. Toby Young, racial investigator? <laughs> yes, please. Um, and <laughs> this show is about one thing, coruscating badinage. Thank you.